Hi, this is Shane Gibson, president of Knowledge Brokers International North America and author of Closing Bigger, The Field Guide to Closing Bigger Deals. And this is my Closing Bigger podcast. Closing Bigger came as a result of several of our clients approaching us requiring training, tools, and mentorship on elevating their status as deal closers to the Rainmaker level and beyond. The concept of Closing Bigger didn't come from a witty brainstorming session trying to concoct a new way to market old methodologies. It really came from a market need evolving and that need was how do we take average salespeople, aspiring entrepreneurs, and help them learn the key competencies to make them great deal closers in large multi-million dollar transactions. Each podcast will have its own unique angle Myself or my co-author, Trevor Green, will be focusing on a core competency or key attitude of the big deal closer. What will also occur is we'll have several big deal closers in international development, energy sector, corporate finance, consulting, and many other industries share their insights with you and us and stories as big deal closers. If you're listening to this program and would like to access more issues of this podcast, visit ClosingBigger.net. And for more information on our book, training program, and consulting services, visit ClosingBigger.com. Now for today's issue of the Closing Bigger podcast. This is Shane Gibson for February 25th, 2006, and this is my Closing Bigger sales podcast. What I'm going to focus on today is more from a management and mentorship perspective in developing great salespeople. Part of it is you're really developing, as I've mentioned before, not just a product peddler, but someone who will grow in to be a true business person, trusted advisor, solution finder, and long-term relationship builder. So this is a very different character. So if you look at a sales team of maybe 20, 30 people of inside salespeople, and you know eventually your goal is to graduate three or four of them, at best, to big deal closer status, who do we invest in? Often the challenge comes up, we feel like maybe we're being unfair to spend more energy with certain people. What I would say is that it's important that we do treat people a little bit differently. Now, I don't mean judge them by different standards or or give special treatment to certain people. But what I do mean is that although everybody has the same opportunity and gets the same treatment and, and equal pay and whatnot for what they put into something, eventually you're going to have to make a decision on who you're going to invest personally in more from your time and energy from a mentorship perspective to grow them into big deal closers. I remember sitting in the audience in South Africa about five, six years ago, I guess actually it was about seven years ago, and watching a woman go across stage at a direct sales conference. Her name was Annika Farkas. And Annika had in a period, I believe, of 18 months gone from being a teacher to generating $400,000 US a month in the network marketing business. She did this by developing a very strong, systemized sales process and driving it through her entire organization. She only focused on what I would call the A-category potential people, the real leaders, the ones with potential of growing and developing large sales organizations. When asked, you know, what's your secret? She said, my goal, she, she she said, the side effect of being effective at leading and developing a strong organization was that she had to sacrifice a few relationships. Not intentionally, of course, but she only worked with the people who were willing to really march to the beat of the drum to have the discipline. So she said, originally she started off with 72 people she personally recruited. She now has 12 best friends and 60 people who no longer talk to her. 
Now, I know that's kind of a harsh reality, but in 18 months, she went from zero to $400,000 a month in personal income. And that came from only focusing and developing on the high, the high potential people she was working with. And so the question, I guess, I guess the question we would ask is, okay, how do you judge? Who are you going to invest your time in? In my organization, I'd like to mentor everybody I'm developing, but the reality is I'm a sales manager and a big deal closer, let's say, or maybe I'm a company CEO who's taking a few of our top salespeople and personally mentoring them. Who do I invest in? So what I did is I put together the ABCs of investment. And what we look at is that who should we invest in effectively? So A is for absolute. These people are our 20%ers. In other words, these are the 20% that are going to give us 80% of our, our revenues, our deal closers. They're willing and able to grow. B is beneficial. They're open, aware, and have some potential. Our C category is convenient, often great followers, or they lack the desire to grow. And D category is something that we're going to disengage or discard. These people need to change or be changed in a hurry. So let's talk about our A category people. How do we determine who we should invest our time in right now? If you know you've got three hours a month to invest on one-on-one -on -one mentoring with some of your some of your uh, protégés or people in your sales organization, then let's take a look at our A categories. If you could mentor anybody and nobody else in the organization, here's the A's we need to focus on. Here's some of the criteria I would use for judging an A. Number one, with the A, you as a mentor have a high level of credibility with them. In other words, if you're not credible, it's very unlikely you're actually going to get permission to mentor them. People will sit there and nod their head, but at the end of the day, they won't really take the feedback unless you have a level of credibility with them. So that's number one. Number two, they're problem solvers. These are people who aren't looking for uh, reasons why not to do things. They're always looking for ways to make things happen. They've got a big desire for continued learning. They're accountable. They're self-starters. They're good communicators. They're respected and trusted by you and the team and clients. They have their house in order. In other words, everyone has challenges at home and has challenges at work. But these individuals are able to get the job done regardless of this. They respond versus react and handle stress well. And they stay until the job is done. They put the extra work in. And they desire change and improvement even when they're performing well. So in your organization, if you think about an A category person, if you're looking, I, you need to develop, let's say, a succession plan in your organization. You need three new vice presidents coming up in your organization over the next, let's say, 36 months. Well, if I was going to be a betting man, I would bet my money on these A categories being able to develop into those people that you need. So the key factor is to start asking some of these questions I reviewed here earlier and look at who are my A's. Now, B's are what we call beneficial. So let's say we've invested in our A's, we've developed them, and we've got some B category people. These are people who aren't quite ready to step into a leadership role or a big deal closer role, but eventually can get there if they work through some of their stuff. So you want to invest some energy with them, but it really is a secondary priority. You want to make sure your A's are taken care of first. So here's a B category mentee. They're part of the cheering committee. In other words, they're not out there closing big deals or really knocking the world over, but boy, they're a good part of the team. They've got good intent, but often these people can get bogged down by personal issues or things not going their way. They take initiative, but not always in the context of the team or organizational vision and values or some of the sales mandates. They often have to be reminded of the big picture. They're reasonable communicators, but sometimes they don't listen that well. So in the sales process, obviously, in large deals, the ability to listen and absorb information is critical. So this is one of these things that these people aren't quite developed in yet. 
They're not sure where they want to go, but they are motivated and they, and they have a desire to contribute. So this is the fired up salesperson who's bouncing off the walls and trying eight, eight, 12 different strategies a day, but isn't quite focused yet. And they're aware of others' needs and desires, but may not be able to meet those needs and desires due to a lack of confidence, organizational skills, or ability just to get beyond the daily grind. So if we, as I describe these people, if you're, if you're in a management position right now with a fairly large team, you'll already probably have started to identify some of your A's and B's. So our B's aren't what I would say people we want to give up on or not invest in, but it's important we take care of our A's first because those are the ones who are going to drag the revenues through the door for our organization in the immediate future. Now your C's. Your C category is, is a convenient person to work with. So if you're doing a mentorship session or you're building your team or doing a training session, bring them along. Uh, if you've got time after you handle all your A's and B's to spend a little extra time with a C to connect with them on a personal level, great. But these probably aren't the people who are going to be knocking the world over anytime soon. Your, for your C, work is a paycheck and doesn't need a purpose. They're well liked, they do their job, but tends not to connect with the team. They've got a large aversion to change or moving outside of comfort zones. So these are people that, you know, with quotas aren't a big motivator for them. Quotas actually could probably stop them dead in their tracks. And so when we raise the bar and raise our standards, these are often the first people to fall off or fall by the wayside. A lot of personal challenges that can affect their productivity. So sometimes there's a C category person. And it's just because of a lot of the personal issues they can't get over. Or they may be cynical or problem seekers and offer few solutions to these problems. Unfortunately, what I see in a lot of organizations is that once the A category people are going along well, you'll see the VP of sales who is mentoring them to the A category level all of a sudden leave them on their own, not give them a lot of energy and extra resources and say, okay, Sally's doing fine. She's closing big deals. She's got a potential to move forward and we, they no longer invest energy in Sally. Then they take a C category. Bob's really got the work as a paycheck and doesn't need a purpose mentality. In addition to that, he's kind of cynical. He's never meeting quotas, and he's actually got a large aversion to quotas. He's actually against them publicly. <laughs> uh, and yet, what do we do? We invest our time in the C. We, create, we take, in, in essence, our weakest team members and invest most of our energy there. And that's the critical error I find is that, you know, these are the people that go to training session after training session after training session, and the solution is to send them more training or to send them a new motivational session or to get them a new mentor. But in most cases, these C's should be the last people we focus on. Our A category is really where that energy should be spent. Lastly, I want to talk a little bit about a D. These are the D category guys that we really have to get out of our organization immediately or shift them into a different position where they're more productive because one of the most demotivating things for a big deal closer or for a really productive member of any team is to be really doing well and investing all their energy and having another team member really draining the energy of the organization and pulling away the resources from the productive team members. So here's our D's. So our D categories. Often the D category it's all about them. So they're very focused on themselves in a lot of cases. Uh, and most challenges that they come across are due to external forces. Exceptional, what I call A-category salespeople or leaders, are often the ones that realize that if they change their mind, they can change the whole world. But the D is the exact opposite. It's all about what's ha it's all about them, but it's often never about them as well. 
They often have major personal problems and disasters, self-induced constantly, toxic in their behaviors towards others, lacking in communication skills and emotional intelligence, or just refuses to change in general. These people often do less than the minimum requirement. They never meet commitments. They've lost or failed to gain a high level of trust and credibility with their teammates. Their behavior outside work is often inappropriate or could be unethical, or they could just be a great person in the wrong position or company for too long. So as we go through our ABCs, I guess in summary, here's the key factor, is that too often as managers, we create these make work projects. We find the most destitute or challenged individual in our team, and our goal is to bring up our average, we focus on them. But the reality is to disengage in most cases, to focus on our A categories, to remove our Ds, and to really work on recruiting more and more A category types. I know I mentioned this in other podcasts, but as, an, as a sales organization, as you're developing a team of big deal closers, one of the things we look at is that we don't attract what we want, we attract what we are. So to be an organization that, ch- that closes and develops large deals, the key factor is to create that level of magnetism by building that strong A category type team. And that's Shane Gibson's podcast for February 25th, 2006. For more information on the book, you can go to closingbigger.com or to contact me directly, you can email Shane, S-H-A-N-E, at closingbigger.com. Copyright 2006, Shane Gibson, Trevor Green, and Knowledge Brokers International. This podcast may not be used for commercial purposes or redistributed without the written permission of Shane Gibson, Trevor Green, and Knowledge Brokers International.